You're listening to Carmen and Yurko, live from the old National Bank State Street studio on WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. Happy New Year. Good to be back with the good kid. It's been a while, my friend. It's been like two it weeks. Is. Nice to see you. Happy New Year, Black and Abdallah, boys. How we doing? Say happy doing new well, year. Doing well, doing well, doing hey, well. Alabama with the big win. I I said to Chris, it's no way for your Trojans to treat you on the new year. No, it's just no way, Chris. Listen, no I don't know what you guys are talking it's about. It's no way for them to treat you, Christopher. There was one I was team, mad at them for you, Chris. That looked absolutely dominant on New Year's Eve. Was, one team. <laughs> and it was, well, two teams. It was Iowa. <laughs> And it was Alabama. Just saying. Just, just saying. saying. I mean, saying. just saying. The championship well, game really should yeah. be Bama Iowa. I think well, we all know let's, that. Let's tell you how the world works. The world works when you handle your business in the regular season. Yeah. Then you get to dictate policy in the postseason. When you don't, then you just sit there and pretend like you're some sort of victim, like Nick Saban was the whole time up there. Now, Alabama did look pretty. Boy, dominant, that though. poor guy. I mean, oh, oh man. just a victim of his circumstances. Can't believe. Can't believe a lot of things. It's nice to all be uh, back together and Happy New Year to everybody. We kick off a brand new year. Big exciting things coming Good, to this yeah, place in 2023. 2023, Carm. Yep. Yeah, it's the, everybody's. Uh, are you sick of it already, Jordan? Year. I'm, I got to be honest. I love Michael. Like first time I heard. Really? It's yeah. been all over. And yeah. Memes everywhere. Are you guys sick of it yet? Like, is this all year now? It's Jordan year? I mean, well, it's not because Jordan doesn't have a 20 in his number. So I'm not quite following why people just have to rush to make something that doesn't right. make any sense. If, if you're going to do it, it'd be the Thomas Sanders Michael Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is, is, isn't that 20. proof to how bored people are in society? I think, exactly. I think so. I'm like, Jordan Go outside here. and like, chop some wood, people. Do I'm seeing something. it everywhere in memes and social media. Yeah. People, t- it's, well, it's Jordan here. Okay, I guess 23. 23, 23. All right. Yeah, well, that's Michael Jordan. Jordan. There you go, Yerk. That's like a long way to 23. Let's you guys. do that. When we get there, let's celebrate Jordan here. Will, will they still be celebrating Jordan in 23, 23? Well, maybe they the will. The country be. of Jordan will be uh, hopefully still re- like, really celebrating the country. You know, maybe yeah. then in 2023. Yeah, I'm already kind of sick of it. Um, we go uh, into a big week uh, for the Bears in terms of where they're going to be picking in April. Um, the Bulls had 71 dropped on them last night. Uh, ate it a little bit by the refs. I mean, I, I really, you won't hear me very rarely, you won't hear me often, I should say, talk about, well, the refs kind of did them a number, but geez, did they do the Bulls a number last night. Uh, Donovan Mitchell doesn't need help scoring, and when you do help him, watch out. Most points in a game since Kobe's 81-point uh, performance in 2006, I believe. Long, long time. Um, so we're going to have all that to talk about. We start with the events in Cincinnati last night. I had both games on, York, But I was kind of watching a little bit more of the Bulls game right. at the time. Saw the touchdown. Buffalo goes down. Gets a field goal. It's 7-3. I'm like, yeah, this game's going to be good. You know, I'll definitely pay attention to it. Uh, I see sort of with one eye the play that happened. And I didn't really know what was going on until they showed the replay of DeMar Hamlin getting up after the collision and falling back down. And I'm thinking, oh, man, he just got his bell rung. Not because, again, I'm not like really paying attention. I'm like, ooh, you know, did he get hit in the head? And he got his bell rung and that looked bad. Like he got up and he was unconscious and fell over. And then when they come back from another break and there's this big scene and I see Josh Allen holding his hands above his face. And uh, Stefan Diggs crying. I'm like, uh, 
this isn't a guy with a concussion. I'm like, what happened? Something's amiss. Yeah, so I started, now my attention shifts from the Bulls, and I start rewinding. And I want to hear what Troy and Joe are saying, and like, what exactly is going on that there's this kind of scene where Sean McDermott is like, squatting down with his hands over his head. I'm like, what could have happened? Players don't react that way uh, when a guy gets his bell rung. And players in this league, as you know, and you can talk to us about it, you're conditioned to a certain level of guys getting hurt, teammates getting hurt, opponents getting hurt, because it is such a violent, physical game. You've seen it all, for the most part. And that's why the reaction from those players was odd. And I'm like, this is a guy that's dealing with something that is not obviously a concussion. This is really bad. And what is it? Uh, and then you come to find exactly what was going on, administering CPR and all the other things. And by the way, I mean, we say this a lot, and it happens in hockey from time to time, skates, getting players injured, and you'll see training staff. Clint, Clint Malarchuk comes to mind. He's, you know, uh, that trainer saved his life. Goalie for um, the Buffalo Sabres, oh boy, back 1980. Mid-80s, maybe? Yeah, something like that, mid-80s. Tra- <clears throat> trainer saved his life. His jugular was cut by a skate blade. You see it happen. We uh, had another one, too. Uh, L.A. Kings guy, I remember. He got caught behind the net. Yeah. Somebody got off balance, skate, went up in the air and got a piece of him. He got holding his neck, skated yeah. to the bench. And then they ended up, you know, getting them and getting them down in the locker room and they yeah. took care of them back down there. I, I got to say, you really have to uh, tip your cap to medical professionals and trainers sure. that are on the spot there. They saved that young man's life on the field. That's last what night. they did. They yeah. saved his life. 100%. I mean, it's like thank goodness. But that's what they do. I know, and I, and it's incredible that you know, they can handle they those circumstances. You're not calling so well. an iron worker in that no, situation. Hey, go get Jimmy. He's up underneath the, having coffee. No. Amazing. The medical professionals do what they do. That's they saved they his do. life. It's, yes. it's incredible. Um, you ever be you ever a part of anything quite that dramatic never, on the football field? I've never been on the field where somebody was even close to being temporarily paralyzed. Nothing like that. No neck injury, no no uh no head injury per se. Um you know, where the guy was knocked out and they had to come get him and he didn't come back to uh, till 20 minutes later or something like that. Never anything like that. Knees, sure. you know, uh, ankle guy carted off the field, taken upstairs. But never anybody, I believe, when I was on the field, removed. I mean, I was on the field when Lawrence Taylor blew his patella tendon. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they had to get him, put him up, get him on the backboard, get him on the cart and get him out of there. But he was conscious the whole time. Never in a situation where somebody was unconscious. Never. Yeah. Mm. For an extended period of time, yeah. or when they're giving them, you know, CPR, yeah. and they got the paddles out, and they got lactated ringers, and they're rubbing them together, and go clear, boom, boom, you know, never one of those situations either. So yeah, obviously that's a little bit silly. I'm not silly; it's a little bit scary, is what it is. So, yeah. but no, I never had that. I've had guys removed from fields, guys never played football again after a catastrophic injury, mm-hmm. but never. I mean, if you take a look at it, Robert Edwards when he was in Hawaii, he was playing in that. That game, the running back from the New England Patriots, he was playing in a, uh, a flag football game on the beach, tore his knee to shreds. Well, he had severed an artery in his right, knee. Right. And if not for the medical professionals that were there, he would have died playing flag football with a knee injury. Go figure. Like, geez. Would have bled out. Would have bled out. Would have been over, oh yes. My God. Blood pressure goes Isn't down. That crazy? Not enough to pump the heart. Next thing you know, the heart stops. And you go into you know cardiac arrest. Unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was really something. Uh, you you um, again, you're sort of. I think uh, even fans, to a certain degree, you're kind of conditioned to seeing 
some devastating things uh, yeah. in all across all athletics. I mean, we've seen bad, horrific knee injuries, like you said, and things like that. But when uh, your teammate or uh, a competitor, you know, a member of the opposition, uh, where they're administering CPR and trying to get him, you know, trying to save his life, and luckily they did. Like, uh, yeah, it shakes you. I can't. I, I mean. I, I thought the reaction from those fans in Cincinnati was uh, was something. I mean, you could hear a pin drop for 20 minutes in that stadium. I yep. think everybody understood the severity of it. Um, you know, I, at some point, they'll, they'll get back on the field. These two teams are going to finish that game. They must. That's the other part of this. And, you know, you know I, I don't bring it up to not understand the severity of what happened last night. Well, and, I think and you want to be sympathetic to everybody that young Everybody understands the severity of it, okay? Everybody understands how severe it is. It's got nothing to you lacking fe- uh, feelings or anything. But what had happened, it happened last night. Yeah. It was being dealt with. It continues on in today. The medical professionals decided what to do last night. So that's what they did. They know what they're doing. We don't know. All we do is ask questions. What's this? What's that? What's this? What's that? What's that? Now it goes about the business going, hey, there was a football game happening. Right. This happened. That football game didn't continue last night. That football game needs to finish it does. so you can go into week 18 and, and play football. Yeah, That's so what you're looking to do. They have to play, uh, I would think. The uh, business of football must go on. And the immortal words of the great Pink Floyd, the show must go on. Didn't go on last night. And and it, 100% people want to say rightfully so. Great. Not a problem. Let's make sure the kid's going to be healthy. Let's make sure, more importantly, let's make sure the kid's alive. Right, right. Right? That's what you want to do. Now let's get him back to health. Yeah, and... Uh, but the game they, goes on. They're, I would think that they... Today, tomorrow, tomorrow whenever, the yeah. game goes on. Because Buffalo went back home. Uh, short trip, obviously, Buffalo to Cincinnati. Yeah. I would think tomorrow so they... They call that a puddle jump. Puddle jump. They, puddle they jump. reconvene. They pick up that game exactly where they left off. They finish it. Um, a lot of those players will be playing with heavy hearts. Uh, and maybe that's the best thing for them. But, uh, yeah, I would think by tomorrow the NFL is probably working on the plan to get the both teams back on that field to play. It gives you uh, what would be the equivalent amount of rest, right, if you played on the short week. Would that be right? Because then you'd have Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and both those teams play uh, then again on Sunday to play Week 18. Um, I, and, and I get it. Like, uh, while it's easy to say, well, nothing is more important than that young man right now, it, it, that he is getting – the care that he needs and that they were able, those professionals were on the field and they were able to save his life last night. Um, you do start thinking about what's next and the game was, uh, it's significant in the standings right. uh, when you think about so it. So let, let's take a look at what it is. If the game was against the Denver Broncos and the Houston Texans and the game ended like that, I don't think you'd hear anybody saying, hey, you've got to go back right. and you've got to go ahead and finish that one. And you've got to play that one out. The game was meaningless. Right. You know? And like some people, I, and it would begin, I, I'm using these adjectives and these words to describe it. And you could say, well, it all is get grand scheme of things. Of course, we know that. But there is business to be done for the league. Right. Uh, if it was a totally inconsequential game, probably wouldn't be having these conversations about how do we resume it. But, and those but the game's teams, not in, in right. con, But in those teams around that game, like anybody that happens to have a similar record, if the game was inconsequential, would say, wait a minute, draft position mm. is, is important in this well, situation. And what about, like, contracts, yeah. incentives? 
that kind of mm. stuff? Would like the yeah. players be like, "Hey, I'm uh, I'm 50 yards away from a bonus. Like we need to play. Like I want to play." It would only matter if you missed it by three. Yes, right, right, yes, yeah. it would matter. Yeah, you think like maybe you, the team would do the uh, like if there's magnanimous team, thing and just pay him all. Well, there's no, a, that's, <laughs> <gonna happen. laughs> that's probably not going to happen. But like if a guy's like a reception away from a bonus, yeah. it's like, come on, like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care if it means nothing to you guys. We I want to play this game. Oh man, it it like the in. The the again the the importance of the game in terms of the business of the NFL and the standings with oh, ten days to go before we start the playoffs, it just uh, it makes the whole thing even more. I don't know if dramatic's the right word, but in, it, it, it maybe that is the word. I mean, there's uh, and there's people in the league office, like Yurko said, they specifically have to sit around today and figure out how do we do it, and we want to do it with some tact. We do, but. These two teams have to finish that game, and we got to roll into Week 18. Yes, and so I, I, I think that they play tomorrow. And That'd be my guess. Listen, they can't give you a medical update every three minutes, right? So I, I think the way they work is uh, maybe six-hour, twelve-hour increments. Let's see where he is later on today. Let's oh, time will help him heal. Time will get him back. You know that kind of thing, Carm. So you know everybody else looking every hour for an update. You're not going to get an update every hour. Right. You'll get an update about every eight hours. The uh, Some of the early reports are good, which is encouraging to hear. Yeah, it's nice. Know? Yeah, it's good. It's good that those those people that can respond to those situations are so on the spot. I'll tell you the way players think, too, in the immediacy of what just happened, Carmen, I know we're up against the break. I played in the league 10 years. I got a lot of friends, you know, in the NFL. I only have two good friends that I still communicate with in the NFL. 10 years. Don Davey, Davey, who's my financial guy and does my numbers, and Frankie and Winters. Frankie, I knew it. Okay, I know a lot of guys, and I'm friendly with all of them, but I don't got two friends from the league. I know Brett Favre, but I'm not really friends with Brett Favre, you know? You're friendly with Yeah, Brett. we don't talk every day. Right. So I'm talking about good friends. Yes. Only two good friends in 10 years in the NFL. That's kind of the way the players are. Mm. You only walk away with a handful yeah, of great like, friendships. You're super emotional in the moment, though. Right. I, I do get that. I mean, watching a teammate like that. I mean, I could see how they... I understand their reaction last night and how real it was in the in the immediacy of all of it and can't, you know postponing the game from last night. I do. I totally get all that. 312-332-3776. Speaking of Sunday and you know games that have to be played, the Bears have to play a game against the Vikings. Does Justin Fields have to play? I feel like we're going to spend the entire week talking about this. Uh, Sunday was just an abomination for the Bears. I mean, Yurko and Peggy did post game, but I, I still want to pick your brain on a, a few things from Sunday. Uh, I don't mind that the record's three and thirteen, but boy, you can't help but sort of walk away at three thirty on Sunday, going that eh, was kind of a bad look for the Bears. That was really bad. Yeah, it's bad game. It was really bad. Three one two three three two three seven seven six is the number, so you can ring us up, hit us up on Twitter. Yurko's at Yurko sixty four. I'm at Carmen DeFalco. Happy New Year to everybody. We'll be right back. Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. Carmen and Yurko are back. No, no, no. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Back in our old National Bank State Street studios. Watch us on Twitch today and every day, twitch.tv or download the app. Happy New Year. Hope everyone had a wonderful holiday season. Week 18, around the corner in the NFL, Bears will host the Vikings. A line that curiously opened with the Vikings only about a one-point favorite. It has been bet out 
north of the key number of three, Yurk. It's now Vikings minus four. But uh, that minus one told you what I think the handicappers originally thought about how much effort the Vikings are going to put into this game. After the loss uh, in uh, the San Francisco win, they're pretty much looking at the three seed and that's it. They might want to stay there to get the Giants anyway. You know, it is the season yes. to start thinking about playoff position while, you know, going into the last week, who you might want to play. Um, I thought the Giants were going to fade enough to not make the playoffs. They did do enough. They get the benefit of playing, you know, Indy last week, and that helps. You talk about a team that is a hot mess of garbage. But, hey, who are we to talk with the way the Bears looked on Sunday? That was a uh, – that was bad. Uh, it, that, well, it, it wasn't good. It was bad. Yeah, no, it wasn't good. They and, had a uh, lot of yards rushing. A lot of yards rushing and just seemingly guys not wanting to tackle, guys seemingly giving up in the second half. I mean, it didn't look good. It, the hits principal took a hit. Did it not? Oh, yes, it did. The hits principal took a hit. I, I saw so it. The hustle, like, the intensity. Eh. And it was. What, it started well, 7 nothing. It started yeah. well, Carr. Went right down the field. A great yeah. trick play. Yeah. And, Nice touchdown pass to Cole Komet, and okay. And so is all is, is is all the Detroit Lions had to do is put a spy there, and all of a sudden it was nullified. Your offense became nullified at that point. Well, I also thought they, they said, stopped moving okay. the pocket too. I think they just kind of yeah. But I see what you're saying. It, it sort of nullifies yeah. Justin's ability to then get out and run. I mean, yeah. look, teams eventually. We've seen a few teams do it too. I think Atlanta did a. I'm trying to remember the games now. I think Atlanta did a somewhat decent job. We kept saying it. Uh, teams get smart in this league. The more that's on tape, defensive coordinators are going to figure it out. Uh, Justin's so talented as an athlete. I mean, yeah, he's going to be able to have big runs and pop big runs and beat teams occasionally with his feet. It's no way to do business week to week in the NFL. We know that. We, we obviously know that. We've been yeah. saying that forever. Um, that doesn't mean that I'm still not encouraged about a lot of things that we've seen from Justin over the second half of the season. Sunday was just a complete, you throw it away, I think. I mean, it's a bad data point. There's no doubt about it. Maybe you just throw it away. I, I think uh, over the course of the year, he's proven to you that, yeah, he could possibly be the, be the future. More of what he's been able to do is with his, with his feet and with his athleticism, um, less with the arm. I've seen enough to I know there's been improvements this year. I know he's made improvements. And Justin Fields will be your quarterback next year. But that stuff needs to keep improving. Keeps improving in the offseason. Whole thing of film. Uh, you got your uh, OTAs. You got your OTAs with you guys. You got meetings. Whenever they're going to be up there. All that is a chance to improve. To get more comfortable with what your wide receivers. To get comfortable with maybe a free agent wide receiver that comes in after March 3rd. The new, uh, the new year but begins. The really aren't yes. Not there's really not any until there are some. You know what I'm saying? So all of a sudden, be, people come available. And then you, Ryan Poles has got to position himself to find himself that veteran receiver that can play. And so there will be names available, Carm. Names that you're not anticipating right now, but they will come become available. At least you hope. And then I think you can fix your offensive line. A little bit easier. Can you? It is yes. a mess. I, I, and even and maybe it was just a bad game for Braxton Jones. He could throw it away too. Like arm. just throw away the the few worst and throw away the few best, and then look at the look at everything in the middle. But like Braxton Jones, that was that was awful. When I open up a five hundred piece puzzle thing and I pour it out of the box, it's a mess. But you know what? When you arrange these pieces and these parts in, in the correct order, all of a sudden you've got something of beauty. All right. 
So, yeah, it's a mess right now. But I trust you, two of those pieces you're going to be able to utilize as you move forward on that offensive line. Two of those pieces are going to be productive pieces. Braxton Jones, how, how many games did he play in his college career? I mean, per year, 12? Probably, Maybe. Yeah. 12? Yeah. Small school? No bowl games? Really not? In, you know, no playoffs for them, the, the, the small schools? 12. Where, what game is he in now? He's in his uh, 50s. 50s. He's not accustomed to playing this long. Mm. He's not accustomed to keeping his body in tune for this extended period of time. Right now, he'd be in a recovery period. Okay? Braxton Jones got run over, it was, Carm. It was just... He, he sacked Justin Fields with his back because he got driven into him. Okay? Bad play. Minus. Right? Bad. bad play. Minus. Right? I'm not giving you a thousand excuses for him, but it's a long year playing on a losing team. When a team gets to come right after you, pin their ears back and come after you. That's a terrible position to be in as an offensive lineman. You still got to find a way to be successful, and you got to find a way to succeed. But you don't have to get fifty new players on this team, Carm. Well, no, you don't not need 50. fifty new players on this team. Everybody say, "Oh, boy, it's so terrible! It's so bad! It's so this! It's so that!" You lost three interior offensive linemen last week in the game. I know. You were up against it to where I was going to have to come in there and play. And it's also why I, I am not sure what the benefit anymore is of playing Justin in one final game. I mean, I, I get it. They keep talking about, well, the live reps are good. I, in, I guess in theory, I agree with that. But behind that offensive line with knee, not knee, I'm sorry, with uh, shoulder, hip, and foot injuries that he's been dealing with the last month, I just don't know the purpose. And... Somehow the number one overall pick is still in play. Still in play. The Colts might lose at home this weekend to the Texans. And if that happens and you lose, guess who's picking one? The Bears. They control the draft board. They have more money to spend than anybody else in free agency. Like, the offseason is theirs if they do it smartly. And if Brian Poles is any good at his job, I don't know if he is. I hope he is. Like, it's theirs. You can start turning this thing around with this spring to come. I don't know what, what the benefit of playing Justin Fields is. Two touchdown passes against the Vikings in Week 18. Am I supposed to believe that that, well, now it clicked. That's it. He's good to go for next year. Good to go. Well, have you been looking for signs the whole year? And I told you the best pass that he made this year was the one that got intercepted yeah. by Jair Alexander. Yeah, the one to that's Brown, the right? One. Sam Brown. That's the one pass that, that showed me, hey, yeah. he's starting to get it. Yes. Yes, it could just be one pass. Yes. Really? It could be. Ugh. I can't. I don't know. I have a hard time buying that. That uh, He hasn't earned the right to sit out a game. He hasn't. He hasn't earned the right to sit out a game. He hasn't been able to. He, he's not there. He's not a finished product. I mean, who's the general of the team? The colonel. Who's the captain, Carm? He's the guy. He's your quarterback. If healthy, you've got to play your quarterback because it's going to be him that leads these guys yeah, the rest I, of the I, way I, out. I don't know that he is healthy. The other day I said, and I talked about if he's got a bad hip, Carm. You know, if he he's does got have a bad, a bad hip. They're constantly working on it. If he can't let him play, okay? You get a bumped in the game, it wants to tighten up because it wants to protect himself. He wanted to play. He wanted to continue. I see your question, a sir. Couple, hold on, sir. Couple, I see your question, sir. Friends. Yeah. And uh, he's still in the hospital. Um, they they're still working on him. Yeah, DeMar, uh, DeMar Hamlin update. He's yeah, still he's in the, in the hospital. hospital. 
Uh, things are looking better. He's still unconscious. I can't see that. And then he said he wants to know Georgia minus 13 and a half. Uh, on the games. Against TCU. Yeah, that's a lot of points. It's a lot of points. I wouldn't bet against TCU. I'd take 13 and a half at TCU. TC, I've been wrong on TCU at, at every juncture this year, so I'd say I just, take the points. I think it's just going to be a closer game. Yeah. That's There's an update on the uh, Bills-Bengals game as well from Roger Goodell. The oh, NFL well, can the NFL continues to be in regular contact with the medical team caring for DeMar Hamlin and also the Bills and Bengals organizations in the NFL Players Association. After speaking with both teams and the NFLPA leadership, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell informed clubs today that the Bills-Bengals game will not be resumed this week. The NFL has made no decision regarding the possible resumption of the game at a later date. The league has not made any changes to the Week 18 regular season schedule. We will continue to provide additional information right. as it becomes available. I think it's simple. They play the week out and see what happens. Is that what they do? I think that's what they have to if do. If they need the game, when do they play it? Before the playoffs? They, early? They've got to play when? the week out, and then they might just give them a tie, each one of them. If you're Cincinnati, wouldn't that kind of piss you off because I, I you think, had the lead? Of course and it would. Yes. Aren't they playing for a number one seed potentially? Yes. Yes, but you're not going to play it before the playoffs. I don't get how they could do this. Uh, I don't. Well, I, I, I just told you what I think is going to happen. Maybe. Uh, but so they're even saying even if they get some positive news and his health improves greatly, they're still not going to do it this week. There's week no 18 is next. Week. Thursday night's wow. football game is the next game to be played. Well, could, could they say that if Buffalo wins, then the, the game wouldn't matter because Cincinnati wouldn't be able to catch them? Uh, is that So is that, how the sta- is that how it works right now? Isn't if, Buffalo ahead of Cincinnati they, they in the are, standings? They are. But what if Cincinnati were to beat them last night? I think more is the Cincinnati-Baltimore Ravens. There, there's a scenario that right. you have If the Ravens right win, then it would negate... Yes, that's true. But what that if Cincinnati wins? Well, maybe not. They've already got six losses. If Cincinnati loses and Cincinnati loses, then they and Baltimore wins, then they would both end up with a. What the hell is going on here? I guess if, like, uh, what I would say, what I would, they'd end up no ten and six. I don't know. I can't think of it right now without all the. What scenarios. I'm saying is, like, so if, right if Cincinnati the, were to win last night, that would be Buffalo's so fourth loss. Right now yeah. in the conference, the Chiefs are eight and three, the Bills are eight and two, the Bengals are seven and three. So if the Bills lose and the Bengals win on Sunday, they would be tied. <laughs> I just don't know when they're gonna. When, and when do you play? How do you how do you get teams to turn around and play like midweek, the week of the playoffs, and then expect one of those teams to have to potentially. Right, one of them would have to they play. Would, they would host too. They would then turn around I, and host a playoff game. I have the following no weekend. idea. They can delay the first week of the playoffs, set it all back, take the week in the middle where they having your Pro Bowl game or your highlight ah, package. I guess you could do, and that. you could sandwich the two up against each other. I guess that's what you could do, right? Are you saying bypass the customary two weeks between the championship yes. Sunday and the Super Bowl? They've done it before. Yeah, interesting. Maybe that's what they do. They just push everything back a week. Hmm. Uh, we'll continue to follow along if you want to join us. We'll take some calls coming up next, too, uh, if you want to talk about what happened in Cincinnati last night, how the league deals with it going forward. And most importantly uh, for Bears fans, what do you do with Justin Fields and how do you attack this week? 312-332-3776. Should he play? Does it matter? Would a couple of good throws against the Vikings mean anything in the grand scheme of things? We'll take your Bears calls and your NFL calls coming up next. 
Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Carmen and Yurko are back. This is Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Bears get the number one pick in the draft with a loss and a Texans win at Indy where they're about a field goal underdog, about two and a half, three point underdog. If the Texans lose, the outcome of the Bears game is irrelevant, obviously. Bears are locked into a top four pick, Yerk, but they can fall to four. And that's why I think we're going to discuss this all week. Like, how do they play this? What do they really hope to accomplish? I know they're going to say they're, they're going to go out and try to win. I believe coaches and players want to do that. They're not going to lay down. I get it. I don't expect the players and the coaches to lay down. It's not going to happen. Now, for other selfish reasons as a fan, I'm like, well, wouldn't it be better if they just avoided the possibility of falling all the way to four with a win? Because that could happen. You know, they could fall to four if the Cardinals and Broncos lose and they win because they would lose, like, strength of schedule and conference tiebreakers against those teams. Yeah. So, and yeah, top four pick, okay, but boy, picking one or two. Who sued the league? Flores sued the lead because he was told to tank? If you don't play Uh, Justin Fields, could somebody sue the Bears? And accuse him of tanking. Well, remember, um, who was it? Joe Judge went off on Cincy, on Doug Peterson a couple years ago. Remember when he took, wasn't it? I think it was Joe Judge and the Giants when they took, who'd they bench? Would it have been Jalen Hurts two years ago when he was a rookie? And I can't even remember who they yeah, brought in. Yeah, that was in. the problem. Remember? Yeah. yeah. It was and, they benched and Joe Jalen Judge Hurts, went brought nuts. in the backup, and he was upset because the, uh, they, he thought Hurts gave him a better chance to win. And it was better for the Giants had the Eagles won the game. Right. Yes, and so he was irate, and he was talking about it. You know, it's disgraceful, and I, yeah, I, I, I'm just hoping that the Bears are so bad I, that they're so bad, and they they appear to look that bad they with do. all the injuries and everything else that they it's do. not going to matter that they're going to lose, and they could potentially be picking first. Let's grab some calls here. Brian's in Highland Park with Carmen and York. Hey, Brian. Carm Yurko, Happy New Year. You too, good kid. You're my favorite guy on ESPN 1000. Oh, thanks, Although Brian. I He's love Waddle and Carm a lot. He's my favorite, too, Brian. Don't I was going to say I don't like <laughs> Kathy, but that's not true. He's lovely, too. <laughs> All those years on the, other, on the other channel, though, I don't know. Anyway, I have a few quick points to make. Firstly, I, I hear what you guys are saying about rescheduling the game, and I know business is important, but the players are just they are from a different generation than you, Carm. There's no way they were going to go back on the field. I'm sorry, Yurko, I meant to say. There's no yeah. way they were going to go yeah, back on the yesterday. field after seeing that guy drop dead. Right. No right. way. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I, I, I think understand. we all understand that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that I, we get. I, 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 wasn't, did. I didn't think yesterday's game should have gone on. Yeah. I, I didn't say that. Yeah. But the league is about the business of doing business. Absolutely. So now they've got people in place yesterday 15 minutes after that, we're already trying to think, okay, how are we going to handle this situation? Yeah, no, I got And that doesn't yeah. make them callous individuals. No. That makes yeah. them, this is the position you're in, and that's why we have you here. Right. Let's start figuring this out. Give me all the contingencies possible. Yeah, uh, that's their job. Yes. And it's not insensitive. It's just, right. the, it's the fact of life. And, you know, my thoughts and prayers, and more than that, like I, I barely could sleep last night, are with this kid, and I hope he recovers but, it, you know, at the end of the day, everybody knows what they sign up for when they play football and all that. And they got to, you know, it's not like they're going to cancel the NFL. They got to figure out what they're going to do one way or the other. I agree. Absolutely. Now, switching gears to the Bears. I love Justin Fields. He's obviously a great leader. He's obviously a great runner. We don't have a wide receivers or um, an offensive line. 
Right. None of that is an excuse for 136 yards a game. The guy obviously doesn't see the field. I've been watching football for a long time. He doesn't see the field better than Trubisky did in his third year. Next year, we'll see. Either he'll learn the system and he'll become a passer, or he's just going to be like a Cam Newton type of guy that's going to be pretty good until he breaks down. And, you oh, know, he'll take. Well, but I, even Cam, I mean, had his moments where, look, Cam was an MVP because he was so dynamic at both. I mean, even Cam was able to uh, operate from the pocket. Now, Brian, thanks for the call. He, you know, his career was shortened because he did run a lot and he took it, he took a lot of abuse. Um, I, I don't want that for Justin. Yeah, they're going to have to be better in their passing offense. We've said that all year. There's no doubt. They're, they're awful. They've been awful for years, they've been awful for decades. They don't. Look, this is the biggest shortcoming of the organization. They haven't really been dynamic on offense other than a few little outlier seasons, 95, 2000, what, 12? What was Trestman's first year? 12, right? Mm-hmm. 2012. Nagy's first year, which was even more of an aberration, was more trickery, if I'm you sure. ask me, than anything else. With, uh, little outliers, Yerk. That's yeah. it. That's the only time they ping every once in a while being a capable offense. I'm sure... No, uh, somebody's already stated this and said this. Just popped in my head now from the conversation we had earlier upstairs. Would you consider Justin Fields for Devontae Adams? And I'm sure you'd have to give up a little something too. Well, I wouldn't want to trade Fields for Adams. I want to find like we talked a lot last week about uh, about uh, is there a way that you could get Devontae Adams here with Justin? Does that give him the security blanket and the guy that right. can win one on one? Maybe I am bringing up something new. What about Justin Fields for Devontae Adams? I don't know if I would do that, believe it or not, because I, I and I'm not saying Justin Fields is, is a finished product or is exactly what the Bears need at quarterback. But then where do you go at quarterback again? I mean, in theory, you still have the second pick, don't you? Oh, you think they would do a one for one? You think they would do? They wouldn't. I don't know. Pick? You might have to sweeten the pot a little bit. You might have to take 2024 into consideration. I was surprised to hear Yurko say he doesn't think the, pe- the that the. Raiders would do a straight swap of picks and give yeah, you Adams. They'd want more. 100%. You'd be they'd moving want up more. seven spots potentially or yeah, eight. Yeah, you would. I'm not saying you wouldn't be. You, you know, I had this stat last week with Sylvie because we talked a lot about this. Do you realize that in the last three years, Devontae Adams has, you ready for this, Yurko? Devontae Adams has 43 touchdowns the last three years. Every Bears wide receiver combined has 34. Yeah. No, I, I listen. <laughs> Yeah, you're going to think about that. Did you include the tight ends? No, I didn't include yeah. the tight ends. In fairness, because then Jimmy it would be Graham. more. It'd be close. Yeah. yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy Graham, Graham and Clement would be. Yeah. they'd be uh, maybe just they'd a couple just more, just a little bit above. But yeah. like every Bears wide receiver yeah. combined, the last three years has like nine fewer touchdowns I, than Devonta Adams the has. Reason, on his own. The only reason I say that, come real quick before you go to phone. The only reason I say that is if Eberflus and Getzey aren't a thousand percent convinced they can move forward. All right, you know, as a passer, not as a runner, he's proven that. Can I read you something? Yeah. Since you just said that, I'll tell you what. I'm going to save it for a minute. Tease I'm going to take one more call Great and call. I'm going to tease it you because it's funny that up. you it's it's funny that you you said it that way. Gorman's in Mount. Oh, uh, the, yeah, there we go. Gorman's Gorman. in Mount Greenwood. What up, buddy? Hey, fellas. Uh, so you're you're saying that uh, Fields hasn't. Uh, earn the uh, right to, to not play this last game. Right. So here, here's my, uh, my, my take on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Niners, in hindsight, of course, nobody can predict the future. Had they known what was going to happen, obviously, maybe they would have played Garoppolo for 10 or 12 weeks and then eased Trey Lance in. Now Trey Lance, broken ankle. So 
God forbid, something like that happens to Justin Fields. They have absolutely nothing to gain by playing him. That's my, my first topic. My second topic is, could they play that game from last night tonight, or would it just be a scheduling thing with TV that th- would prohibit it? I think it? the no. NFL has already stated yeah. that they're not going to play tonight. They're not going to play tomorrow. Week 18 is moving ahead. We, yep. we read something from the NFL that said that this game is not rescheduled as of right now. Yeah. Uh, week 18 is the next game on the schedule. Or That's week 18 is the next game on everyone's Saturday. Schedule. Yeah. We're back at uh, back in action on Saturday. There's Thursday? There's no Thursday night game? Final the, week of the season? There is no, no Thursday, Thursday night. night game this week. Right. No. Yes. The first Saturday. The, the pair of games on Saturday, and then the rest of the schedule goes from there. Yep. Exactly right. Um, Gorman, thanks, man. We'll take more of your calls. And I, Yurko just don't said. Don't forget that. I won't. Yeah. Yurko just said something about what if they don't believe. I want to read you something that I thought was a little bit curious when I read it in print over the weekend about the Bears and their belief. Or lack thereof in Justin Fields. 312-332-3776. We'll read it next on ESPN 1000. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. Listen to us now. Live on the ESPN Chicago app. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. We're going to get back out. Grab your Bears calls here in a second. Uh, talk about the situation in Cincinnati and how the league tries to handle a a very delicate situation, and quite frankly, there just are not many easy answers. They have said, though, that uh, they will not be resuming that game, the game that was suspended last night, postponed last night, this week. Uh, they're going to play Week 18, and I, I don't know what they're going to do. They'll they'll wait and see. I mean, there was a lot uh, on the line, and why you could say, well, it's totally insignificant. There is the business of the NFL happening here, and there's a, a playoff that they're about to embark on. Um, and, yeah, you, the most important thing, I, I get it, is that kid's health and that uh, that he's okay and that you, you're thankful that those medical professionals are very good at their jobs and that they were on the spot. And they saved his life on the field last night. Um, but there are seating situations and things like that uh, on the line as uh, the rest of the AFC heads to the postseason. Uh, and the league is cognizant of that. That's why they're trying yeah. to walk this fine line right now. I don't know what they're going to do. I really don't know how they're going to play this. Um, I guess there are people on Madison Ave trying to – are they Parker Madison? I always get it confused. Whatever it is, there are people trying to figure it out. Like Yurko said, there are people specifically in place to try to handle these situations – and I don't know what they're going to do. We'll find out in the coming days, maybe at some point when the weekend's over, uh, depending on the outcome of a few games. But it could affect the Chiefs potentially with the top seed and certainly the Bengals and the Bills. And uh, I don't know. It's wild, man, how they're trying to deal with this right now. But they're not going to resume that game Park this Avenue. week. 345 Park, Park, Park Avenue, Kerm. Yurko said something about fields and are the Bears totally convinced. And while we're all wowed by his athleticism and his ability to run, and he has gotten better, I think, uh, operating from the pocket a little bit, it's still... There's a long way to go. Now, it's not all just on Justin. Some of that no. is the O-line. It's offensive line. It's, it's the receivers. The receiving room is terrible. Yeah. I mean, it, it, is, it is absolutely terrible. And we haven't even really scratched the surface on the Claypool the only, thing yet. The only bright spot of this team's year so far has been Justin Fields. That's it. He's the He is it. Uh, I agree with you 100%. He's the only reason to watch. And then when he plays poorly like he did the other day, the games are completely unwatchable. They're sickening. Quite frankly, the only good thing is they're going to get a top pick out of this, a one or a two, hopefully, and they don't fall uh, farther than that. This is what I was referencing to, though. When Let you me hear it. This is from Brad Biggs's column Monday. Biggsy. And, and, and from Biggsy's column. 
And I'm going to read this to you. And Brad Biggs has been covering the Bears for, what, 20 years? A long time. And when I tell you Brad Biggs is extremely plugged in, he trust is. me, he's extremely plugged yes, in. Yes, he is. I want to read this to you. The troubling thing is what, uh, what do Coach Matt Eberflus and General Manager Ryan Poles have to feel generally excited about when building this roster? Some believe quarterback Justin Fields is the long-awaited replacement for Sid Luckman. I don't know if they feel that way at Hallis Hall. That line to me meant something when I read yeah. it. I don't know if they feel that way at Hallis Hall. And I feel like Brad is writing that because he is plugged in and he has heard some things. And he's just sort of putting it in his column as like, hey, food for thought. Not sure that's the sentiment up there. And that, I have to admit, surprised me a little. Because I thought it was a no-brainer that they'd be going into next season thinking, hey, we can continue to work with Justin, and if we build around him, we can win football games. And I'm wondering if they don't really believe that. And when you said it, it made me think... Well, I simply said, if they weren't convinced of it, Carm, would they be up for a... Justin Fields, Devontae Adams swap. Because they obviously need a quarterback out there. If they don't believe in Sudfeld, what is it? Sudfeld? Stidham. Jared Stidham. Sudfeld somewhere else then. Stidham. Yeah, Sudfeld is a backup somewhere. Right. If they don't believe in Stidham, you know, could you, could you, could you, now that the world thinks everything they think about Justin Fields, wouldn't you say to yourself that, hey, there's a lot of positivity out there about Justin yes. Fields? But I think for the most part, and there if is. I can get something for him, if I'm not a true believer, and I see a quarterback that's coming out in the draft this year, I don't know who that. I don't know that it's Bryce Young. He's too small. I guess Drew Brees was too small, and that worked. But man, Brees is small. Brees was small, and Brees recovered from a shoulder injury. He did. See, I thought I got to say I thought C.J. Stroud and, played and exceptionally even, on he, Saturday, and even with Brees, they drafted Phillip Rivers, right? They did. Even with Brees, yes. They drafted Eli Manning, who was traded for Phillip Rivers. Yes. Who then came out to, you know, San Diego back when they were still the San Diego Chargers. I thought uh, Stroud was exceptional and did himself quite well with his performance on Saturday. By the way, we haven't touched on that yet. I mean, those games have largely been dog games over the years. That was fabulous on Saturday. And two phenomenal games. It was amazing. Both of those games, the finishes. Absolutely incredible. And the Georgia comeback. Was that against OSU? Yes. Yeah, oh boy. It was awesome. Mike is in Palos. I know you're a Buckeye fan. Well, that's true. Sorry for the Buckeye fans. Mike, what's up, buddy? Hey, kind of piggybacking off what you guys are uh, talking about here. If you're not sold on the field, uh, maybe not training for a receiver, but you think you could get like a top 10, top 15 pick for him, I'm going to take one of these two guys if you like that that quarterback. You'd potentially have like two top 10 picks, you know? Yeah, well, I get, the scenario uh, plays out. Mikey, uh, thanks, man. All those teams that have double picks this year in the draft, they, they'll try to sell you on their second pick, not their first pick. Well, that's true. You know, it's Justin yeah. Fields better than Geno Smith in Seattle. No, they're uh, going to keep Geno Smith. I think they're going to probably keep Geno. They're keeping Geno Smith, and they're going to utilize what they want to utilize with him. Although right? I think there's a higher ceiling for Justin. That's just me personally. I might be wrong, but I think there's a higher ceiling. But, I mean, you know. But, yeah, I, would, I think that. Well, and you look at who has picks. Yes. The Detroit doesn't need nothing, right? They, they're happy with Jared Goff. I don't know. Are they? I wouldn't be shocked if they're quarterback hunting. I wouldn't be shocked at that. I think their skill position players and their coordinator have a lot to do with it. Maybe I'm selling Jared Goff short because I've never been a huge fan of Jared Goff. But 
Look good the other day, but yep. lo- everybody looks well, good against the Bears. Everybody looks defense. good against the Bears. Yeah, that's not a fair, fair, fair comparison. But I think they're more happy with Jared Goff specifically at home than they were on the road this year. A hundred percent. There's huge dichotomy. I don't know if they'd be willing to give up a first round pick for Justin Fields. I don't think they would be. Howard's in Skokie on ESPN with Howard. Howard. Howard, happy New Year, buddy. Happy New Year, guys. I got to tell you, if I could trade Fields for two ones and a two, and I could draft Stroud, I'd be dancing if I'm a Bear fan. I am not sold on Field. He can't hit the tight window, and quarterbacks who run that much don't last. That's true, and that's what scares me. It's not that he can't hit the tight window. I feel like he's afraid to throw it into the tight window. Well, if, you, if you're afraid to throw it, then you can't hit it if you don't throw it. Yeah, that's true, I guess. Howard, thanks, man. Is somebody giving the Bears 2-1? I don't know. We're getting all kinds yeah, of crazy Yeah, I don't now. think you're getting 2-1s or a 2 I, for. I, I don't think you are either. I'm just You're getting 2-1s for Matthew Stafford. I, I mean, like, I, I just want, they, you know, what I want is simple. I want Devontae Adams. I do too, but I don't think I want and, to trade fields on to get On a team him. that might be looking for a quarterback out in Las Vegas. I, I feel like Justin gets better with a player like Devontae Adams. Someone he trusts. Someone that can win. The Bears have nobody that can win outside. Nobody. Uh, their receiving room is so abysmal, and especially with Mooney being injured. The, buy, the, the, the quick fixes, and we knew they were just quick fixes. They're one-year deals. I get it, right? It was, St. Brown's was a one-year deal, too, wasn't it? I or think was it so. Two? I think the, so. The Byron Pringles and Pr- the Equimini St. Brown's. Yeah, Pringles is what you come And, and Dante to. Pettis. Uh, it's, it's all, forget about it. There's nobody that, we again, we haven't well, even scratched listen, the surface Mooney, on Claypool. Mooney. I said with Mooney okay, injured. Thank you. There is nobody that yeah, can you've consistently got a three win. and a half and five sixes. It's terrible. Right, you know what I'm saying? And I feel five like. Five sixes and a three and a half. So we can continue the conversation after the break. We've got a lot of people want to talk Bears. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. How do they play this week? Big picture. And will this offense look legitimately better if they could finally find some true wide receiver talent, whether that's in the draft, if they somehow hit a home run somewhere, or if they can pull off a trade for Devontae Adams? There's really nobody else in in free agency that's a true number one. We're talking about all of it. We'll be back in two minutes.